1: We've been sharing all these Dirk stories from the last 36 hours with you on the 20s of each hour. Hopefully, we'll have Mark Cuban call in in the 6 o'clock hour, but one of the things I want to get to right now is the stuff that was going on with Donnie and Holger and Pop. So, I told you guys in the last segment that, you know, about an hour before the tip, Donnie kind of yells. He's about 35 feet away from Holger, and he's trying to get Holger's attention, and Holger doesn't want to get up because he's watching Dirk do his final, you know, warm-up. And Donnie goes, Holger, come on. Pop wants to meet you. And Holger's like, oh. And and so Holger gets up, and, yes, he's wearing a leather jacket. It was 96 degrees in San Antonio yesterday. And so they they head off. Uh, It's Donnie, his son DJ, and Holger head off to go meet Pop before the game. Because Pop wants to meet the legendary Holger. And I encourage everybody to be on the lookout on Sunday. Dallas Morning News is doing a special feature on Dirk and Brad Townsend. He, I overheard, you know, so basically yesterday I had about a 20-minute conversation. It was me and Holger and Donnie and his son, DJ, and uh, Jeremy, who works for the Mavs, for their digital content media department, standing there, and Brad Townsend standing there. And a lot of this stuff Brad had already known because he's been doing all this research to bring you this incredible article coming up, like an oral history of Dirk's Nike Summit game. So some of these stories have been told before. Some are in the Perfect Shot documentary. Some aren't. But I've never had that extensive of a conversation with Holger. I've had some exchanges with him, and you have too, Ben, and we've had him on the show before. But I've never just sat there and just swapped old stories with Holger. It was really, really – it gave me the chills, man. Wow. Because there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. But it all started on the team bus driving over, and Donnie's going, there it is, guys. There's the pillbox. And so this is the, the little arena right next door to where San Antonio plays now where Donnie was the assistant coach for the international players in the Nike Summit game in 1998. Whereas Donnie puts it, that was Dirk's American Idol breakout moment, where everybody suddenly learned who he was. And I'm not going to be able to give you near the details that you'll, you'll get on Sunday, but I did want to give you a few things because I just love all this basketball history. And also, you know, Ben, you know as well as I do, just Donnie's history is incredible. And so one of the things that ties this together even more perfectly is that Popovich was on the staff in Golden State when Donnie was on the staff with his dad.
2: okay. Oh, okay. So he's
1: known Pop for
2: forever. I didn't know that.
1: So I'm about to post three pictures that Donnie gave me last night. Okay. One is a picture of Donnie and Pop and Holger. One is a picture of Donnie and Pop and DJ Donnie's son holding a tie-dyed Lithuanian 1992 basketball shirt. (laughs) If you've ever seen the movie The Other Dream Team, in 1992, Donnie helped get the Lithuanian team funded for the Olympics. If you don't know that, so the Lithuanians were Marshalonis, who was the first real NBA foreigner to come over and really do something. That's Arvidas Sabonis. Lithuania had declared independence from Russia, from the Soviet Union, and they were this little country that was in the middle of a war. They didn't have any money to go be in the, the Olympics, even though they had two or three of the best players in the world. So Donnie who was with Golden State up there in Hippie World, went to the Grateful Dead, and the Grateful Dead funded the Lithuanian. (laughs) That's the most
2: insane story Why why haven't I watched that yet? It's incredible.
1: It's called the other dream team. Donnie's in it. But because the Grateful Dead funded it, the Lithuanian basketball team that got the bronze in that game, in those Olympics, Americans got the gold, they got the bronze, they are wearing tie-dye jersey or tie-dye sweats and they have tie-dye right. shirts because the Grateful Dead's into the tie-dye. Okay, right. So they like, hey, we'll pay for it, but we're going to help design their warm-ups and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Donnie tells a story about taking Marshall Onus to their studio, and they're just having to take their hands to waft through the weed smoke. Yeah. And Marshall Onus is looking at him like, what? Who are these people? These guys now, are going to help us. How did we do we get here? Because they're not
2: familiar with them, right? No. Not.
1: And the Grateful Dead don't know crap about Lithuanian basketball. <laughs> they just think it's a kick-ass story because Lithuania is declaring their independence from the
2: Soviet Union. Like, oh, F those guys. We'll and, fund it. Woohoo! And Donnie Nelson, to this day, one of the most underappreciated figures in all of local sports and one of the most badass figures we've ever had. Yes. He got us Dirk and Nash on the same day. Yes. He got us Lu- uh, Luka and Porzingis now. He wanted – the Greek freak. Yes. So, but the best he, player in the NBA, right? but Donnie is an energy broker. Like I describe him to people as he, he just puts people together. He, this, Oh, you need to meet this person. You need to meet this person. And he never thinks about what he gets out of it. Right. He's not like, I'm going to introduce you to this person and then cut me in on this. He's like, Oh wow, you're doing this. Well, you need to know this. And he's, he's really brilliant at that. So it's no surprise that he strung all that together.
1: And he's also, uh, here, I'll just show you these pictures right quick. As we're talking, there's Pop and Holger and Donnie, and there is the – so what happened was when Donnie showed up back there, Popovich had hung on to one of those Lithuanian shirts, and and Donnie didn't know it was happening. And then Popovich gave him the 1992 (laughs) Golden State Warrior preseason magazine with Donnie and Marshall Onis on the front wearing tie-dye. So Pop had held on to that stuff and gave it to Donnie last night. So Donnie's got it with him when he gets Man. back on the team playing. And so it's, it's all just like these really special basketball memories. But we've told the story before where uh, Leon Rose, who was LeBron James' agent, how he rose to prominence. He had one client because he was a law student at Temple. His one client was Rick Brunson, the dad of current Dallas Maverick rookie Jalen Brunson. Wow. Oh,
2: really? So if
1: you remember when they drafted him, Donnie was talking about it's family. It's family all oh. come in full circle. When the Mavericks traded for Tim Hardaway Jr., Tim Hardaway Sr. was on that Golden State team. Sure. And so Tim Hardaway Jr. and Donnie's son, DJ, who's in this picture I posted, they were born around the same time. Like like yesterday, DJ showed me a picture of him as a little kid and his sister with his mom when uh, Dirk and Holger were first coming over. Oh, wow. So this is a family affair in a lot of ways. But the reason I'm bringing that up is – So when Leon Rose had one client, Rick Brunson was trying to get on with the Golden State Warriors as an undrafted free agent, going to play summer league. He goes there. They don't have anything, so Donnie lets uh, Leon Rose sleep on his couch because he's Donnie, right? You can sleep on my couch. He doesn't know that he's going to be a power broker. This guy's got one client that's going to struggle to make the league, but that's the kind of guy Donnie (laughs) is. That's who Donnie is. So let me take you to 1998. So... Dirk is going to be on this international team. So Donnie kind of knew who he was, but not really. The reason he kind of knew who he was is because Charles Barkley had gone over, and we've played this video before, Charles Barkley telling the story, and he told it the other night after the game. He goes over to Germany. Dirk destroys the world, and he's like, son, who are you? And he's like, I'm Dirk Nowitzki, and he's like, well, what are you doing next year? I'm going into the Army. There ain't no tall people in the Army. So he's like, you need to go to Auburn. Well, at this time, Donnie is on the staff for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. And Donnie tells a story where he's writing up stuff for the game on the chalkboard, and he's overhearing Charles Barkley talk about some German kid and mispronouncing his name. He's called him like Kropansky or something. That's
2: the first time Donnie hears of him? That's the
1: first time Donnie hears of him. And so what Donnie does is he goes, there ain't nobody coming out of Germany. I'm going to earmark that. So when he saw the list of the players he was going to be the assistant coach. So wait, did he ask Charles or did he No, he just tucked he it just, away. He just he just tucked and it, just away. it to himself. He's, a, he's like I'll oh, know, there's no one coming out of Germany. <laughs> so then fast forward, he's the assistant coach of the international team and he's looking at the list of players he goes, I bet this is the guy Charles is talking about when he sees his name on there. So this their practice is in Dallas, okay? Mm-hmm. This international team's all flying to Dallas. And they're going to have a week of practice and then go down to San Antonio. Dirk is the last one to arrive, and he doesn't show up at first. And the Nike guy's like, I don't know where the guy from Germany is. But that's how loose of an operation this is. So then he shows up. He shows up with Holger, okay? And the guy who's running it for the international team is, you can't have your own coach here. He, there's no accommodations for this person. Holger is just sitting on a couch, in the lobby, I think of the Hyatt, by himself. And they had just been on a plane that had like four or five legs on it. So they're weary travelers. So Donnie being Donnie, the same kind of guy that would let Leon Rose sleep on his couch when he's a nobody, takes Holger to get a meal. He hadn't even seen Dirk play yet. This is not about, I'm going to do this thing to this. He hadn't seen Dirk play yet. He's just doing the right thing to this man who traveled from Germany and now has been cut out of the picture. Because that's how Donnie's wired. Because that's how he's wired. And that's
2: not how his dad's wired, right?
1: Uh, it's His dad is a lot more Wheeler dealer. Right. Uh, Donnie has Wheeler dealer, but Donnie also has a very empathetic Yeah. part of his personality. Right. that I'm not trying to make Don seem like a bad guy, but no, just no, Donnie's no. got that thing, too, that right. doesn't really come out in Don so, like it does in So he's taking,
2: he sees a weary traveler, an international guy, here, who doesn't know anybody, he's just sitting on a bench, he's been booted out. Yes. And he's like, hey, let's go grab something to eat. Boy, and it, I don't want to leave you here by yourself, let's go.
1: And it starts an incredible friendship. Oh, my God. And so, the, just through total luck, the guy, the head coach, the international guy, is like, I'm tired of, they'd been beat three years in a row. And that coach felt like this team was good enough to win. And so he said, you know what, I'm going to close practices, because it had always been open. Donnie's like, that's awesome. So these practices that are normally open for a week have been closed off to everybody. So Donnie's just getting basically a straight exhibition of dirt for a week. Well, then the game's going to happen on Saturday. The first half, they're, America's pressing them, and really the international guys can't get the ball past half court. Oh, they're getting no. destroyed, and Dirk's not having a meaningful game at all. And so Dirk just is like, F this. So he starts coming past half court and taking the ball and breaking the press and dribbling down and raining threes. And I think he drops 26 in the second half. Oh, my God. And so Donnie's sitting there going, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Everybody's seeing it now. They're all seeing it. But one thing he says is the old adage of scouting is you're never going to draft a guy off seeing him do one thing once. Like anybody can be Michael Jordan on one day. So. They kind of had a, a read of who you know people liked in the draft and stuff, and he felt confident they could trade down from six to nine, but not not past Boston because Boston wanted him. Rick Patino wanted him. And uh, he just knew that. Just and he it. also there's you know if Dirk had gone to college, he probably would have gone to Kentucky. Patino had the Kentucky ties, so Donnie had the lay of the land and knew where they, they could they could draft him. But that friendship with Holger started right there. And, you know, Dirk's never had an agent. I heard Holger talk, and he's like, Dirk's name is the only name that's on the contracts that he signed with the NBA because there's no agent. Yeah. It's like self-representation. Holger just helps him read through the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, just, it's, it's amazing. And there's a whole separate story that we don't have time to get into. I'll let Brad Townsend's article take you through it. But what Holger went through back in Germany, let me just say. Was that the tax thing and all that? No, that was way later. He took Dirk to America almost like just snuck him to America. And he and and Holger was vilified back in Germany in the press mm. for his decision to do it. There's so many amazing I'm telling you. And why
2: did Holger do that? Because like, did he did know he, that
1: he could make it in the NBA. He knew or? that Dirk was special. He he knew I mean Holger is so instrumental to the story for so many reasons on so many different levels. It's just amazing. And there's there's all these like like some of the stories about the games and how they happened—it's—it's it's movie stuff. It's like, how has this movie not been made? Because let's make that movie. Dirk's, Dirk being the number six all-time leading scorer is about as improbable as anything in the history of the NBA. Dude, I let's mean, make it, that movie. I've got an iPhone. I got a camera on it. <laughs> Who would play Dirk? Ryan. Yeah, uh, Roy White. Roy good. That'd be great. That's a great uh, question. Man. But isn't it perfect that that? That Dirk's uh, career ended there in San Antonio where it really all began. That's Literally, so that's where it Dude, all began. The
2: symmetry of it is just. Yeah, it's a lot to take in, man. It's a lot emotionally to try to take in. It's, 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 you, you texted me this the other night. It's overwhelming. I, I, it, it's uh, the trying to get the perspective to realize the journey that this amazing human being just took us all on. How unlike anything else before him or after him. He is and was I mean there will never be another and we're not worthy we're and not holy mother thank you for everything
1: I think and, and th- I, w- I want to quickly do this before we move on I, you know I was texting my wife a, a text earlier about you know kind of what I was feeling about the day and one of the things she said that was so on point and I don't know if Dirk realizes it yet or not but what we know about his personality you saw it in that video with kids she was like yeah I know but he's about to go be with his family all the time and that's pretty awesome for him yeah. Because his kids are—he's three kids—and none of them are older than six. Right. And he really is. People, you know, it's the old Jordan joke. I'm going to go get in the carpool line, I, but no, I'm not. I'm going to go join a baseball team. Dirk's right. going to be in the carpool
2: line, dude. It's, and that—what are the ages of his kids roughly? I think
1: it—I I think it's like six, four, and two, okay. or something like Those that. Those are the best maybe, ages. I think we
2: know that from being parents ourselves. Those—he's about to go enjoy the. And your wife's right. He's about to go enjoy the best ages of his kids, with limitless resources. And just go live your life, man. Just go have have ice a cream. Blast. go, Dude, he's, yeah, he's fine. Be able to get a little gut. Have a little beer, man. Yeah. Drink I can't, some beer I can't even, gut.
1: I can't sort through all this. I just remember that Dirk dunked the ball in back to
2: back games. Pretty awesome. Dude, what? Okay, so he said, you asked him in the interview, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm just going to let go. Yeah. Think about that. Let go. Yeah. He's talking about, like, he has to work so freaking hard to do what he does. Right. Now he doesn't have to. Now he doesn't have to. Pretty awesome.